Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. How is everyone today? Well, it's beautiful here, and I want to share with you what a beautiful, wonderful, empowering radio show this is going to be today. You know, Transitions is the name. We are all transitioning, whether it's from major changes in our life or just everyday little changes. It's about getting back up on our feet after we've gone through a transition that maybe has just taken the wind out of our sails. So when I was going through my transition, it was so important to me that that I create this radio show so that you'd have a resource to come to, to hear through guests of mine, how they have transitioned in their lives through their transitions successfully. And my guest today has a wonderful story. Now we have met along the journey, which that's what I consider life to be a journey. And my guest and I spent two or three years together studying under our favorite mentor, Jack Canfield. Now, my guest is in Mexico, and so he's traveled a long distance today to be with us, and I'm thrilled that he is here. It's Dr. Sergio Sedis. I'm going to say you can correct me, Sergio. It is the best, he is a best-selling author and international high human potential trainer and a keynote speaker. He uses international, intentional possibilities to cause positive transformation in life, in communities, and in organizations. Now, when I first met Sergio, He was another student, another traveler, such as I was. This is what I didn't know when I first met him. Dr. Sedis received two master degrees and a Ph.D. in robotics in computational design from Carnegie Mellon University. There he worked on numerous initiatives. One of them was Dante, the first robot in history to enter a live volcano in Antarctica. I bet there are stories about that you want to share with us. (laughs) Upon graduating, he traveled into Mexico in a quest to improve education, manufacturing, and quality of life. He's well known for numerous innovations that include the first robotic envision systems to automatically inspect automobile frames in North America. 
the nice thing. One, I mean, he's so impressive, right? He's so impressive. But our hearts are, con- are connected in the passion that he shares also for education that has led him to Monterey, where he is with, now I'm going to really mess this up, Sergio, Tecnologico of Mon- de Monterey, one of the leading universities in Mexico. He is also husband, father, and has how many children? Three. Three children. So a family man that has done all of this wonderful things and has published a wonderful book that we're going to be talking about today. So Sergio, welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's it's an honor to be here. It's a pleasure. And I'm really excited about being with you and being able to share share the message and, and talk about what we're going to be talking about. Well, I remember one of the very first conversations that we had, because at that time I was kind of in the um, children's museum business, was the robotics conversation. But I had I had no idea you had done so much extensive work. Did you actually go to Antarctica to uh, work with the robot? Uh, no, Antarctica is a very hostile environment. It's very, very, very cold and it's very hostile. So yeah. only four people from our team were able to go there. And, oh, my. Uh, yeah, so the rest of us were in the United States, and we teleoperated the robot. We controlled it from the United States through uh, NASA satellites and everything. So it's, it was a pretty uh, exciting time. I bet that was exciting. Oh, to be part of something that was so life-changing is just amazing. And then to affect everything we drive every day, we couldn't exist without our cars. But, you know, um, our work, your work that you were doing where we led was, of course, the development work, changing lives, helping people grow into into the greatest things they can become. And how were you always drawn to this, to education? Was it part of your background? Did you always teach when you were a little boy? Or what was the thing that you, gave you that passion to do that? I think there's two parts. One is I've always uh, been teaching. So whether it is while I'm working whether it was while I was at a company, I always was attracted to teaching. But mm-hmm. the other thing was when I was at Carnegie Mellon and I was ready to graduate and we had already done the robot that went to the volcano, I realized one thing. I became Socrates with his mm-hmm. famous quote that says, I only know I know nothing. <laughs> and that's where a lot of the stuff, what I wanted to do is how do we really take this, what I saw, because many of the students that developed Dante that into the, the volcano were actually undergraduate students. There were some ah. master students and PhD students, but the the, the the mass of the students was really were really undergraduate. Yeah. And I just saw the transformation that they took on and, and what happened with them. And I said, I, I have to continue that work. And that's that's why I continue with education, uh, along with entrepreneurship and along with other other things, right? Now, if you were to remember back in your history, in your younger days, would you say that was one of the most, that was a life-changing moment when you were called by one of your mentors to begin that study? It's, uh, that was very important to me. Uh But one of the things, and it's actually inspired by Red, and that's what inspired the book, the one of intentional possibility. 
Red and I uh, were taking uh, a development program, kind of like what you and I teach now. Okay? Yeah. It was a very powerful development program. And I was there to try to figure out what was going to happen with my life. I was ready to graduate. Uh, I needed to know if I was going to stay in the States, go abroad, uh, continue in robotics, what was I was going to do. And mm-hmm. he also went into this development program, but with a different mindset. And mm-hmm. suddenly he stands up in front of 100 people. And out of the blue, in 1993, he declares that, we're going to build, within a year, we're going to build the first robot in history to enter a live volcano. Mm. Now, before that, <laughs> there was the volcano, but there was no project, there was no money, there was no students, there was no staff, there was no team, there wasn't anything. Mm. It was amazing. So he says, as soon as he declared that, he started to share that. And he yeah. got so excited, he would share it with a lot of people. And yeah. all of us bought into it. But not as a vision, not as a project that's going to happen, but it was just our life. So the next day we started to raise the funds. The next day we started to form the team together. And then for a year we started to live knowing that we were going to fail because the technology was not there. We needed to develop it. But we woke up every morning with all this drive and excitement knowing we were going to fail every day and just happy about it because we were pushing the uh, technology. And we did get to a quarter million dollars to do this Uh robot. Uh So. From by just making a declaration, he was able to make such a powerful change. And like I say, not as a vision, not as a project, but actually as a way of life, as a state of life. That right. I was so impacted by that and have been ever since. Yeah. Have been ever since. And that's really, if you ask me, what's a life-changing moment, that really is a life-changing moment. (laughs) That was it. Well, you compared in your book, I love the way you brought in that we all experience that. Well, let's say uh, uh, the generation, our generation experienced it when President Kennedy announced that we were going to the moon, correct? Exactly. I mean, what what happened? Suddenly... A moment before he declared, we are going to the moon, and the famous Mm -hmm. speech he made, Mm -hmm. a moment Mm -hmm. before that, everyone was doing their own thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. but suddenly, as soon as he declared that, we all lived as if it was true. Once again, it's not the vision that we're going to the moon. It's not a project we're going to the moon. It's we are going to the moon. So as soon as that happened, people got enrolled, started to work with that. And some people started to raise funds. Uh, research, uh, research centers and universities started to research. Uh, teams got together. Every single person got stuck onto the television because we were excited to see what was happening. Mm-hmm. So the whole world got enrolled in a possibility, the possibility that we were in the moon. Right. And you said, but you and I have the same power. And everyone that's mm-hmm. listening has the same power. We do. Yes. And I'm going to tell you this, it's as simple as uh, turning on the switch. And let me tell you why. Let me put it into context. Now, I'm not talking about sending people to the moon. I'm not talking about sending things to a volcano. Mm -hmm. But have you ever organized a party? Yes. Okay, so what did you say? We're having a party on Friday. We're having a gathering on in two weeks. Yes. Yes. You started to share it. And you yes. shared it with people. Okay. And then suddenly people started living it as if it was true. Yes. They didn't it's see true. it as a vision of a party. They didn't see it as a project of a party. They just behaved as there is a party. And in their minds, it was true. 
and they start to visualize what they were going to wear, who they were going to talk to, who they were going to invite, what clothes you're going to wear, what food you're going to bring. And then suddenly somebody right. says, oh, I'm going to call so-and-so. And you start putting and posting on Facebook or WhatsApp. And the party exists now. Whether you go to the party or not, the party's happening. Right. Okay, so, stop here because yeah. I don't want you to get into it and I have to cut you off. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. This is a good break, but we're going to come back because we want to know that we are how we all have this ability to have the the power of possibilities for our lives. We've seen it happen, he says. So we're going to come back and listen to his words as he directs us through this process. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at free gift from joyce.com Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Vilasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Dr. Sergio Sedes, and he is from Mexico, as you can tell, his name reflects that, but initially he grew up in Monterey, he got his education in the United States, and then returned to Monterey with this this wonderful education to our dream and making it a reality that he can improve education, he can improve communities, he can improve lives in Mexico, his beloved Mexico. So, 
he is doing that through intentional possibilities, which he's sharing with us today. And, and Sergio, when we were talking before break, you had given us sort of a brief overview, but tell it, go on with what you were saying. And you have a story I think you wanted to tell us. Yeah, I'd like to share a story with you, and then we'll get on to the steps, okay? And, okay. And I'll tell you steps on how we do possibility. But here's a yeah. story. Uh, I have a very good friend, somebody that I admire a lot, and uh, she's a wonderful person. And 20-odd years ago, she her two children were born, and they were mm. born with a congenerative heart disease. Mm. Now, what that means at that age, or as small babies, it means that you really need a lot of hospital, a lot of treatment, and you need mm. surgeries. Okay? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, okay. So at that time, her husband had just quit his job because they were starting a new business, and he didn't have uh, health insurance. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So suddenly they're faced with this. Fortunately, her parents were able to help them out, mm-hmm. and that's when she became very sensitive to the fact that there are many mothers with the same circumstances or situations as she was that yeah. do not have the money. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're the, uh, I mean, what's going to happen with your children is tragic. Yeah. So she created the possibility and she declared the possibility that every single child with a congenerative heart disease have access to doctors, medicine, uh, health, uh, surgery, whatever they need. So she created that possibility. She made that statement, that declaration of possibility. And then what ended up happening is she started to work on one project. She said, okay, let me help one mother. So she found a mother, low income, and she Mm -hmm. started to raise money. She started to ask her friends, and she asked doctors if they could help, and she asked nurses if they could help, and she asked hospitals if they could help. And they actually did a surgery for a child. Mm -hmm. But then it came up to her that, well, that's not going to save that many kids. You can't do it one by one. Yeah. So she created a nonprofit organization. And 20 years later, this nonprofit organization called Adanek uh-huh. is actually doing campaigns where they service or they help 300 kids at a time in different parts of the country, of Mexico. And mm. now you have the best surgeons donating their time to go there and do these operations. You have nurses and orderlies donating their vacation time to help out. You mm-hmm. have hospitals with special agreements. You have companies that are donating money or medicines. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, she's really, she really created the possibility, it's a live mm-hmm. possibility, that every child with congenerative heart disease have access to doctors, medicines, surgery, whatever they need. Right. Is this support coming from the Mexican people, or is it is it gone worldwide, or, or do you That's know? That's a very good question. I don't know. I don't know, don't but know? because of the way that possibility works, mm-hmm. I dare to say that it's really worldwide. Because yeah. even if all the people that are listening right now suddenly uh, call on that or find out how they can help, we just made it international just by sharing the possibility. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things with possibility. See, possibility, what I just covered with Red were a number of things. One of them with the story of Red Whitaker, my advisor. Uh, yes. One of the things that happens is that possibility lives in language. It is yeah. when you share it with people, when you talk about it with people, that it becomes viral. And people suddenly start living it. And maybe you you said something about the possibility you want to create, and you forgot about it. But this person took it with them, and they start mm-hmm. doing a project, and they share it with other people, and they start doing something. Well, possibility exists in language, and it also is a lot bigger than you and I. Mm-hmm. It's a lot bigger than us. Mm-hmm. 
So the idea of possibility is doing these declarations, but not just doing them, but actually helping them grow by giving them away. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of wonderful things happen. Right. But now to ground it, the other thing I discovered is in possibility, there's no failure. There are things that work and things that don't. Maybe yes. Rosa asked yes. somebody for money and they said yes or they said no. The right. possibility that every single child with congenerative heart disease had access to doctors is still alive, mm-hmm. regardless of whether one person said yes or no, regardless mm-hmm. of if they were able to get one medicine or not, regardless mm-hmm. if they were able to get the date in the hospital or not. So all these projects that we build around possibility may turn out okay or may fail, but possibility does not fail. And when you live possibility, you do not fail. The projects do not fail. Possibility does not fail because within possibility, there is okay that sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And that was very powerful. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm thinking when somebody has an idea, now they are different sizes, I'm going to say. Possibilities in the belief of possibilities, not to take away the importance that the size may lend to the project. For instance, you you talked about the person that had the possibility of this huge uh, dream for all children to have adequate care with this medical problem. But also there's the person that creates the party at the end of the week. Those are both possibilities. What is the difference in your opinion, uh, that creates the difference in the person that goes for um, a possibility that seems so big compared to one that says, I'm doing Saturday night party. Okay, the possibility really is a state of mind. Uh So it's not about how big it is or how small it is. And in Uh fact, I'm going to invite everyone to do the possibility challenge. But that we're going to talk about in a little while. But really possibility is something that moves you. For example, you could create the possibility that your family is happy and that your family is united. Mm -hmm. And then you start within the possibility that we are happy in my family. You start creating initiatives. You may Mm -hmm. start caring about the other person. You may start having uh, weekday uh, movies at home. You may have just simply ask your kids uh, about them instead of talking about us. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things. So possibility is really taking what you call an ideal state and making that declaration of possibility. And what happens is it starts to get your creative juices flowing. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happens. Now, what makes it big or small? I mean, the declaration of possibility that all children have congenerative, I mean, that that have access to hospital, well, if only one child has it, it's still within the possibility. Right. Some people may call that a small project. Right. Uh, A thousand people have it may be considered a big project. So it's not really the size. I think it's really what it is. And you can come up with possibility based on two things I see. Something that inspires you. So possibility starts with an inspired statement. Uh And it can start from something that inspires you or something that you complain about. Mm -hmm. But you turn it around. Yeah. I would would almost use the word passion. Somebody has to have a be passionate about it. In my word, in my terms. Yeah, you know. and that's one of the characteristics behind it because it is an inspiring something that, that you're passionate about, something that resonates with you, something that moves you. But, for example, I've had uh, companies 
that uh, where the people are complaining about the culture and the environment. They're not happy mm. or there's not a lot of acknowledgement. And mm. I shared with them uh, the book of uh, Five Languages of Appreciation. And then we started to create the possibility. I said, what would you like? Okay, you already told mm-hmm. me what you don't want. What would you like? Well, I would like mm-hmm. to have an environment that where everyone appreciates and feels appreciated. Okay, mm. can you make it into a statement of possibility? Yeah, that uh, the possibility of this being an environment where people feel appreciated and feel appreciated. Okay, right. great. And then we went on to the second step. Now let's create a project that makes that happen. So mm-hmm. now we're getting into what the steps are, and we'll talk about yeah. that. But to answer what you were saying, it's not really about how big it is or not. It's really a state of mind, and you start living it. And it is something that you're passionate about. And it's something because when you start sharing your passions with others, you infect others. Yes. It's like a positive right. disease. You infect <laughs> others with, with yeah. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally understand that. I think I'm equating size more to... Um, 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 I guess, uh, seriousness of, I just think that this is, um, this is really me showing me, um, that the pro- the pot, the project of something so awesome that could change lives compared to, I guess the party could change lives. Do you see where I'm going? Yeah, I see, I see where you're going. Where uh, am I stuck, doctor? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. What, what you're talking about, and I, I see where you're headed. And what uh-huh. happens is uh, the invitation is really to dream, dream big. Yeah. And I've learned something, and I wrote it down in the book. But I, what I discovered is I used to think that only great people did great things. Mm. Until I realized that it, the opposite is true. It is when you dare to take on big things that you turn into an extraordinary person. Oh, I like that. I so, like that. so it is through the process. What I love about possibility, these projects of possibility, is go for the big. I mean, go for the change. Play it big. Yeah. And in the process, you will turn into the person you need to be to make it happen. Mm, that's yummy. I like see, that. Yeah. And then what's going to happen, see what happens with this, and we're going to get into the, the steps of possibility, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the steps. But... Within the steps are pretty much very simple. Is the first is you declare possibility, a statement of possibility. Then you define a project. And my invitation is, if you're starting off with this, start with a project that impacts the lives of 50 to 200 people. Now, enroll volunteers. You want to enroll people to come with you. And think about at least 20 people that you're going to be enrolling to be part of the team that's going to make it happen. And then make a plan, take action, and Make sure you celebrate every single step along the way. Whether huh? they said yes, they said no, just celebrate. Yeah. I love that, that part. That's that's important, as, as important as any of them. But we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to go a little bit more in depth with these, I think, with a little more explanation and slow down and really get some understanding of all those six steps. So we will be back talking with Dr. Sergio as he tells us how to live with intentional possibilities. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. 
If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. It's words you never heard. Okay, ladies, listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip-to-waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. No, hold on. That doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman whose sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Today we are talking with Dr. Sergio Sadis, and he is, has, is sharing with us the the meat of his book, which is Intentional Possibilities. It came out this past year, and it is awesome. And so he's been going through what are possibilities. So, um, Sergio, would you like to go back? And you, you kind of took us through the six steps, but maybe you can do it a little bit more in depth. Okay, great. Uh, look, these are, it's a very simple method. As I said, it's a method that I've, I've used over and over and then teams of people I've used over and over. But it all starts with you sitting down, thinking about something, uh, an ideal state. Okay. And we're going to call that a declaration of possibility. Mm-hmm. So your possibility is what you're declaring as a possibility, the possibility that everyone has access to every building, the possibility that children have playgrounds to play with. The possibility yeah. that uh, that there is a, a, a station that gives you resources for people that are in transition. Yes. The possibility mm-hmm. of, so you declare the possibility first. And mm-hmm. You declare it as a statement, and you also declare it as something that's already there. It's not a vision, and it's not a project, and it's not in the future. Right. It is right now. Okay. And you jump into it. You start living it as if it is. Now, yeah. Within possibility now, we need to ground it. And we ground it in things like projects. 
Yes. Uh, it could be a radio show. It could be a building. It could be a program where you're teaching kids in high school. It could be for kindergarten. It could mm -hmm. be a program for educators, teachers. It could be at the company uh, program to uh, promote and help your suppliers grow. It could mm -hmm. be whatever it is. But you start with the project. Yes. And my recommendation is you start with a project that's a lot bigger than you. So mm -hmm. a good number is 50 to 200 people. For oh. many of us, 50 to 200 people is a good number. It's bigger than what we've done before. Right. If you're used to doing yeah. projects that are in the 100,000 people, well, then go for a million. <laughs> okay. So depending, depending on where you're at, just plan a project that's much bigger than you. Yes. And that has an impact. What you're right. looking for is a project that impacts. So you're going to design your project from the beginning. And don't be afraid of it because a lot of people, a lot of us get scared. And then we mm -hmm. want to simmer it down. We want to lower it down. And we want to say, we'll do a low pilot pro in five or six. No, your possibility right. is big. Your project is big. Okay? Right. And remember, mm -hmm. it's not the importance of the project. It's the importance of the process. What's going to cause transformation in your life, my life, and the lives of everyone around us is the process. Oh, now, okay. Okay, so that's really Got important. It. Okay. Yeah. So you define right. possibility, you define your project, and now what you're going to do is you're going to start enrolling people. And the first thing I suggest is enroll your think tank. Enroll your, your leadership team, if you will. People oh, are okay. going to bounce ideas. Right. These can be five, six people. It's just people that you're going to sit down, talk about possibility. Mm -hmm. And one of the important things about possibility is, one, it lives in language, and two, you have to let it go. Yes. Because when we try to control it and our ego comes in the way or whatever it is, we strangle the project. We strangle the possibility. So let it live. Just let it live. And what's going to happen is people are going to roll and people are going to say, oh, I'll take care of the accounting and I'll take care of the posters and I'll go get the money or I'll, I'll do. Let them. Oh, That's what okay. you're looking for. You're looking yeah. for the volunteers. In fact, right. when I teach possibility, I tell them to enroll at least 20 volunteers with the idea that that the person that's doing this possibility is not going to do anything. So you're going to make a project happen without you doing anything. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that it's just to say without doing anything, but really you're doing a lot by enrolling other people. But I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is let yourself let it go. Okay. okay. And that's, it's going to multiply. It's going to create a life of its own. So the first step is define the, declare the possibility. Second, define your project. Enroll people. And now you make a plan. Just like you would in any project. Mm -hmm. What do I need to get? Who do I need to ask? By when do I need this? Uh, mm -hmm. And then once you know what you're getting, then you can start doing what you need in terms of funds, etc. Now, one of the things that I recommend when you make a plan is make the plan with a clear idea of where you're headed. What's it going to look like when it's done? When your project mm -hmm. is done, what does it look like? And right. that gives clarity to your team and to yourself. It may change along the way, but it's a lot more powerful and efficient if you have a clear vision as to what it looks like, what it feels like, what it what it is at the end. Now, mm -hmm. to execute your plan, you're going to need to enroll more people. Right. Some people, all they're going to do is post it on Facebook for you and share it and communicate with the world. Some people are going to give you money. Some people are going to give you uh, that pat on the back you need. Mm -hmm. So these are all volunteers. These are all people that are part of it. And they are part of it. It doesn't matter if they did a single thing that took five minutes or they did something that took three months. Without mm -hmm. these people, you know, the project would not happen. So you want to acknowledge them and include them in that way. Right. Now, once you make your plan, then you take action. And then you go off and celebrate. Okay. 
Now, yes. those are the six steps. Very simple. Try it. It works. Don't ask me why. But like Jack always told us, you know how to turn on a light? Yes, I push the switch. Great. Do that. Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. Now, let me tell you some of the things that I've discovered. Uh, uh, have you ever heard or have you heard the word resiliency in terms of people? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's becoming very popular now with companies and with people like you and I that are in transition or transitioning. Uh, yeah. We, we're facing adversity. We're facing the unknowns. And people that are working every day, they're working with unknowns. And competition now is worldwide. It's not just local. There's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to do that, what a residency really means is you need to, to believe you have the skills to do something. And your self-confidence is really the belief in your own skills. Mm-hmm. You also need to feel part of a group that you're not alone, that you're in a safe environment. That's connectivity. You also have a clear understanding of character, what's right, what's wrong. You also feel a sense that you're contributing to other people, a sense or ability to cope with the stress. Mm-hmm. And that's where fun and celebration comes a lot. And then finally, know that your destiny of your project and of your life is really controlled by you. Well, those are seven pillars. And there's actually a very good book called Seven Pillars of, uh, or the Pillars of Resiliency. And these are the seven pillars. Well, by doing this project, you grow into a person and you create that network of people around you. And you become significant in the eyes of others. And you feel significant by what you're doing. And you're going to face challenges because it's a lot bigger than you. You're going to face adversity every single day. Mm -hmm. You're going to use your support group and you're going to ask. And you're going to overcome it because for you, the possibility is a lot greater than the outcome. And what's going to end up happening is by doing that, you're going to increase your self-confidence. You're going to increase your skills. You're going to increase your sense of contribution, your sense of significance, your uh, sense of belonging, which are all important parts as human beings of feeling fulfilled, feeling appreciated, feeling significant. And all of that is through the process. Yeah. Now, that's all outlined in your book, isn't it? Yes. In detail. Yes, yes outlined in my book, and I also have a paper that I published at the American Society of Engineering Education. If you look my name up in, in the internet, you'll also find that ASEE. But uh, that's uh-huh. well, that's outlined in my book, and it's also outlined in that uh, in that publication because uh, we did a national program where we tested all of this out, and right. with uh, incredible results. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is yeah. outlined in my book. Yes. Well, you know, you and I hear this, but. I I even would like to go back and take chunk it down and take it by chapter or by <laughs> page because there there's some really growth information in there. You know, the importance of of getting confidence and moving forward in all those steps that just naturally happen when you start taking action and seeing where that action takes you. As a group, I love helping build community. I'm such a community girl. You know, I think it's really important. And you are wonderful at it. You're an amazing person. Yes. Yeah. So celebrating is always very important. So, but why did you, now I know you've had years of this, but tell me what was the push behind you to put this into words so you could share it with the world? Okay. um, I have a personal mission in life. Uh, and one of them is to touch the lives of a million people. Mm, and just, like, just like you're doing right now and you're doing with me and the people that are listening to you right now and Jack has done with us, et cetera. But uh, I've, that's one of the missions that I've got right now. And mm-hmm. what I once I discovered this possibility and how 
just seeing Red do it changed my life. I wanted yes. to share this and make something that other people could use. Right. So I created a program. It's called the National Program of Resiliency to, to develop resiliency, self-confidence, and intrinsic motivation. And uh -huh. it is based on the success principles from Jack Canfield, which you and I are, are certified for, uh -huh. and also on intentional possibility. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason I, I put it out there. It is a way to start the conversation, start this. And what I'm looking for is creating the possibility of a billion people, uh, of people taking this on, making it their own, implementing them in their schools, in their organizations, in their communities, in their life, and making a difference. Mm -hmm. And this, this, what I call the intentional possibility challenge, is just that. Define a possibility, define a project, to all people, make a plan, take action, celebrate. But then share it. Share it with me, share it with the world, share it in my webpage, uh, everything else, so that you inspire the people. Yeah. Well, and, give, yeah. give us an example of how you saw this work in either an organization or somewhere, kind of the steps that happened. Can you do that? Yeah. For example, I'll tell you uh, at a company, like I said, uh, well, I'll tell you something I'm doing in schools. Okay. Okay. Great. We're taking freshmen. This is mm -hmm. first year college students. Yes. And we gave them the success principle program because that gives you the mindset. That yes. A lot of work, the mindset. But then we went with the intentional possibility challenge. And uh, 60 students, these are freshmen in engineering. These are engineering students. Mm -hmm. They had to take on, they had to create, define possibility define a project and where people make a plan and take action. Well, some of them did some amazing things. I mean, all of them did amazing things. But one of them, uh, a group, they discovered that there was a community with a church and there was a very large yard, but it was all full of plants and weeds and everything else. And there was graffiti mm. all over the place. Mm -hmm. And the community couldn't really use that. So they enrolled people, they enrolled volunteers to go in and clean it. And then... They got money, funds, to actually buy paint and get that. So they enrolled the people. They actually got the, the paint for free. They, they found sponsorship for that. Mm, uh, right. And then they, they took a group of people that was, these are three or four students. They ended up getting about 20 or 30 people to go and clean that. Then the kids in the community saw that, so they joined in. Yeah. And they all started clearing, cleaning it. And then suddenly now it is a beautiful center where they play football and they play soccer and they play a whole bunch of stuff. And they take care of it because it's their own. So awesome. the community got enrolled into that. So yeah. that's one of them. Um, right. I also okay, wait, don't go in. Don't get into another one because we've got to go to break. Okay, but that's I, fine. I love seeing how you said baby steps grow and it grows into a, a community project and they take ownership. That's wonderful. We'll be back with more from Dr. Sergio. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747.
Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We have so had, I've so enjoyed this time with Sergio sharing intentional possibilities that is capable we all have the power to create these we all have it inside of us this dream of possibilities and he has outlined in his book intentional possibilities the six steps that will help you successfully move through this process so um, Sergio, where can people go to know more about you? I'd like for them to be able to go to your website and where can they get your book? Cause it's really important to me that they know that information and Great. you too. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Thank you. Well, I'll give you a number of references. One of them is my Facebook page. Just look for Sergio, S-E-R-G-I-O, Sedas, S-E-D-A-S on Facebook and you'll find me. My website is actually Sergio, S-E-R-G-I-O, Sedas, S-E-D-A-S dot com. Uh, they can also reach me in the States at, I'll give you a phone number, 956-904-5054. And I'd love it if people communicate and send me a message and stuff like that. I'd love to talk to you. But Say that one more time. Say that one yeah. more time, please. The phone number is 956-904-5054. And that's in the U.S. That's a U.S. number. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so do give me a call and send me an email or whatever, and, and I'd love that. Now, the book. There you go. Amazon. It's a wonderful platform. I love Amazon. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, this morning, I was number two uh, bestseller in Germany. So I love oh, that. Oh, cool. Yes. I love <laughs> it. Uh, as you know, we made number one bestseller in November. But uh-huh. here's this, Joyce. I really, I'm really serious about this 1 million people, and I need a lot of help. I need your help, and I need the help of everyone that's listening. Yeah. So here's the deal. Download it from Amazon for less than $1, for $1. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's you can get so the awesome. print, and that's about $16.95, and I appreciate it, and, and uh, thank you very much because that'll support our projects. But uh, let's let's make this happen and just download it from Amazon. It's $1. Um Take it from there. And the other thing I'm going to invite everyone to do is do take the intentional possibility challenge. Mm-hmm. Create that. And don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it because you will turn into the person you need to be to make this these extraordinary things happen. And you'll surround yourself with extraordinary people that are going to uplift you. And you're also going to realize that you are already perfect, that you are enough. You have everything you need to do anything you want. And uh, so I really encourage people to do this. And companies as well, we've been using this uh, intentional possibility 
we've been using this with combined with design thinking with uh, which is a creativity methodology we first start by declaring the possibility and then you go through the whole process and a lot of interesting stuff that you'll get in, from the book um, we've done a lot of innovations and products and stuff using or starting off by intentional possibilities so i really encourage people to to go into that and send me a message i'd love to hear from you well i i read one of the reviews on your book by eric bazana and it said what makes this book stand out is that the end besides making one feel motivated it leaves one with an action plan if one followed through with the examples. At the end, I was both motivated and had a plan. I was ready to execute a plan that I am sure will be successful. That's a pretty nice compliment right there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank it you worked. very much. Yes. <laughs> it worked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you were talking about how you do the how you can use this in organizations, businesses. Yeah. For example, one of the things in, in, in businesses, if you're a designer, if you're creating new products, you really need to, design thinking is a method that tells you you first need to really understand your environment, the people that you're trying to help. And then from yeah. that, you come up with ideas that will help them. That's part of a design thinking process that they developed at Stanford, I believe, or Yale companies. I was very famous. Yeah. But what we did here in Mexico is we took it a step further. We started by declaring the possibility of an ideal world. Ah. And some students started with that, mm-hmm. and they actually went off to a community. And once they did that, they discovered that there are low-income communities where they actually uh, have outhouses or, or houses yeah, where they go into the bathroom. And I apologize, my English is not that, that, that good. But, um, <laughs> but it's basically they go to the bathroom outside. Now, the mm-hmm. is it all permeates into the ground, and then it goes into the water. They drink it, and they get sick. Oh, yeah. So yeah. once they declared the possibility that everyone has a healthy, that everyone's healthy, they went there, mm-hmm. they discovered that, and they actually came up with a, uh, uh, they're called outhouses, right? That's what they're yes. called? Yes. Yeah, okay, they came them. up with an outhouse that will prevent that to filter to the ground. It will also recycle the methane gas so that they can actually use that to power up their stoves and, and different things in their house. And huh? it also uses uh, solar panels to actually have those ultrasonic sound, uh, those little things that scare the mosquitoes and bugs away yes. and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's a very interesting design just by caring and declaring a possibility. Oh, my gosh, they solve three problems. Or yeah. Uh, they create three other, answers. They created yeah. three solutions. That finally got it, right? Exactly. So that was one of them. Some other people, students created the possibility or they declared the possibility that uh, people are healthy and that uh, they will not die because of a heart uh, a heart condition. Yeah. And they discovered that many of the deaths that happen when you're getting a heart attack could be prevented if the hospital found out five minutes before. Just with five minutes knowing that you are going to get a heart attack, they can be there and 95% of the deaths could be solved or something. That's what they found. Well, once they discovered that, just by declaring the possibility that everyone survives this, uh, they came up with technology to be able to preventively know five minutes before that you've got a very high probability of a heart attack. Some other Hmm. people with diabetes, they came in and they decided that nobody's going to lose a limb because of diabetes. And once they declared the possibility of that health, then they came up with solutions, that uh, innovative solutions that can actually do it. 
and now they're going through the process of patenting and developing products and everything. So that's mm -hmm. one way you can use intentional possibility there. The other one is to just create programs. Uh, right. There's two ways. One is create a program within your company to mm -hmm. that will increase as a consequence, increase your sales. But the other thing is this, just create, use intentional possibility and let everyone declare their own and start their projects. Because right. when people go through the process and enrich themselves, gain self-confidence, when you and I do that, it permeates to every part of our lives. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. if I'm excited about right. something I'm doing, a project that I'm <laughs> yeah. doing with intentional possibility, believe me, it impacts my job, it impacts Definitely. my family, it impacts my friendship, it impacts everybody in a positive way. Right. So those are ways, these, these are very simple ways that people are doing, but you'll see more, you'll read more cases in the book. Oh, yes. Your book is full of examples, which makes it so easy to... I love hearing stories. We all were brought up with stories. We live with stories, and we get so much information from stories. So it's always... Your book is wrapped around stories, and that's what I liked about it. I could, you know, interpret it and take it in th through another medium. Um, I, you didn't mention um, the families... You know, I'm. Um, I think our families are so important. And how can you 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 alluded to this in the very beginning about using it in family situations to improve family okay, communication? There's, there's a number of ways of doing it, but one of them, and uh, if we have all uh, the time right now, but you right. can declare the possibility of the relationship you want. Yes. And we're not talking about the relationship you have. You may not be happy or things are not working, but you can start right. with the relationship you want. I declared the possibility that everyone is wonderful and extraordinary. And mm. before that, uh, one of my daughters and I, so I had this in my book, but one yeah. of my daughters uh, was 12 or 13 years old and we were starting uh -huh. to have difficulties or whatever. And uh -huh. uh, suddenly I come home after not seeing them for a long time. And you'll see why I, I didn't see them for a long time. I was really workaholic and I was really working. You were working a lot. <laughs> I was working a lot. So anyway, but I I'm come home and here I am with the image that my daughter's going to come up and run and say, daddy, and sit down and eat lunch with me. And suddenly I walk through the door and I just hear all this, this racket. My, my kids are fighting over the television. And they want to lay down, and, and uh, she's finding the television because she wants to listen to Oprah. Now, I hadn't seen Oprah. She's a wonderful woman, and now I know what she's done, but at the time, yeah, I didn't. Right. So here I am thinking, she's 12 years old. If she has time to watch TV, why doesn't she come and help me at my factory? Uh, and uh -huh. if you have that time, what about your studies? And all this running rummaging through my mind. Well, later I did uh, the, the training I told you about, and I declared the possibility that people are extraordinary. So before I called her, I actually thought that. And I shared with her, and I said, look, I walked in, and I saw you doing that. And she said, look, Dad, what happens is I've been with a lot of communities, and I see that there's a lot of lacking. Mm -hmm. And I watch Oprah every single day. This was during the time that Oprah helped uh, with the New Orleans. She helped a lot with that. Oh, yes. And she said, mm -hmm. I watch Oprah every single day. Because I want to see how we can get her to Mexico so people will turn here and help all the people in need. Oh, that's so beautiful. I was just well, you're not so proud. <laughs> I mean, I was just blown away. <laughs> and she was there all the time. It's not as if she wasn't. It was just my listening was not there. And the possibility I was living in was uh -huh. not an extraordinary that people are extraordinary. So when I invented the possibility that people are extraordinary, suddenly everyone really brought up the best of them.
Yeah. And that's one. So if any of you know Oprah, I have a promise with my daughter. She's already older and she's a doctor now. <laughs> but I said she was going to meet Oprah. So if any of you have oh. a way of helping me out, please, I will take it. Uh, <laughs> I will ask you to help me out because that's a promise I made to her a long time ago that she will get to meet Oprah. Oh, it sounds like a woman with that heart is on her way to meeting Oprah, for sure. Having her dreams come true. I want to say we're at, I don't want to say this, but we are. We are very close to the end of our hour. And I have so enjoyed having you as part of the program today, as the program today, and sharing your book that I think is so important in helping people create absolutely fabulous results. Because through intentional possibilities, this is their tool that can make that happen. So thank you for putting it into a book, Sergio. And thank you for sharing it today with us. Thank you very much. Yes. And I um, so love Mexico. I so love spending time there. It's such a beautiful country. So I'm extra thankful to spend time with you. So... As we go on through the end of this uh, last minute that we're talking today, I want you to remember that you have the possibilities. It's inside of you, just as Sergio shared it with you today. Get his book, Intentional Possibilities. Help him create also this big dream to help a million people. And in turn, create in you this unbelievable future. Thank you for being with us today. It wouldn't have been the same without you. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at